Welcome back, everybody. We're going to dive into another really cool subject today. Uh, we've talked a little bit about epigenetic expression. It's sort of popped its head through in some of these discussions we've had. It's been hard to talk about how to take action on it. And that's where we're joined by Harry Massey today. So first of all, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here, Kashish. We're, we're going to look at how you can literally alter your energetic and informational environment to alter your epigenome. So I mean, then the work that Harry has been doing, he has literally seen an outcome. He's literally seen an effect of his work. And it's really cool that you're able to share this with us. But I know that your personal background, I mean, this is driven by your own personal sort of drive to get better yourself. I heard you were quite ill when you were young. Uh, you know, I was, I was extreme. Well, I was actually bedridden for, for 10 years, but I, maybe I'll just start just before that. So I, I'm an avid rock climber today but I, I started my climbing when I was 14 or so and when I went to university I was like climbing um overhanging faces in the French Alps um I'd climb like without ropes 100 foot above the ocean and sometimes I would fall off into these these crashing waves and hope they didn't crash me into the into the cliffs wow and <laughs> when, I, when i was 21 i ended up with i have three climbing trips that actually led me to be being bedridden for, for the next seven years and on the first trip i went ice climbing on ben nevis in in scotland but ice climbing is much more delicate than rock climbing and sometimes you come across patches that are extremely brittle whereby like you teeter 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 right. as delicately as you can i was a few hundred meters up this ice face i placed my ice act um, you know pretty well what i thought was carefully but not carefully enough i made my move the ice shattered and the next thing i realized is i'm basically falling backwards onto the slope below you know i managed to um i managed to arrest arrest my fall in this steep snow slope below um but unfortunately although i was in pain i did what i walked off the mountain and while I was in pain, it didn't really seem like anything that was broken. So I went to the local Scottish pub, had a had a whiskey, and it it wasn't till it wasn't till a couple of years later, after I had a paragliding accident, that that I was told that I'd fractured my spine during that fall. Um, but I didn't stop climbing, and, bef and before that, you know, I went well. Sorry, just after that incident, I went to Chamonix um, in the French Alps. I got halfway up uh, the Agrol de Midi, it's another big mountain start getting this fever where I'm shaking and shivering. So I got down the mountain as soon as I could, checked into a hotel. Uh, that turned into, I think in, in the States, you call it, you call it mono, we call it glandular fever, right. um, you know, which basically, you know, I had, had that for like the next couple of weeks. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't know what it was. And after that, I just became sort of increasingly more exhausted. I attempted one, one more mountaineering trip to Europe thinking, as you probably would, that the mountain air and exercise would, would cure us and you know, it was all a healthy thing to do. Couldn't have been more wrong. And that trip exhausted me so much. I ended up stuck in my tent eating dried bananas till I managed to start the energy to drive myself home. And, and really, that was really the beginning of, of having bed-bound chronic fatigue. And really, from those from that moment, my days spent flat on my back, staring at the ceiling. It was really like living in a dark cloud. You know, you're trying to focus enough to remember what on earth you're thinking. You're like, oh, like, what the fuck did I just think? And you, you know, you just 
and you spend half the time just trying to remember what the thought was. Uh, two years of Western medicine, couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Um, you know, one doctor told me like 80% of people who had chronic fatigue syndrome uh, basically have it for life. So, you know, take these antidepressants and just suck it up really. Like they didn't know what to do. Um, I just thought, honestly, I don't mind if I swear, but I just said, fuck that. Um, <laughs> and I know I researched and tried everything to get my energy back, following every protocol to lesser. Uh, I went to Africa to do a water fast, lost a third of my body weight. So while fasting is good, I wouldn't recommend extreme fasting. Uh, and the next thing I know, I was in a wheelchair. I tried IVs, supplements, all sorts of diets. Um, I didn't, I didn't try the eat the, the meat only diet. That one wasn't popular 20, 20 plus years ago. Uh, ozone, coffee enemas that depleted my adrenals. Um, and basically just trying to get well with just biochemistry. Honestly, it was extremely exhausting and, and I was just getting worse, not better. So I laid in my bed, staring at that ceiling, not climbing, not going on dates, not having a career. And it, it wasn't one year, not two, not even five. It was seven whole years trying all those different therapies until finally I thought to myself, if I don't have energy, why don't I study where energy comes from? Uh, and that led me to bioenergetics, the study of energy and living systems. So I ended up, like, I wrote to the, like, the leading professional in the field with, uh, I was using Yahoo because Google actually didn't exist then, um, who was Peter Fraser in Australia. He sent me this paper on quantum biology. I reckon I understood like about 10% of it. I was totally fascinated. Uh, and that's when I felt, honestly, something I hadn't felt in you know, the last six, seven years, which was hope. Uh, I volunteered to become his research guinea pig. So, you know, like, well, I was a bit like a, a bit like the guinea pig in, in a story, like the mouse in, in a lab. Mm. I was experimented on daily. Um, I got all these in, incredible reactions, um, like, uh, uh, like a, a boil where I'd had an MMR vaccine from an antidote to, to a vaccine. Um, I get these fevers, all sorts of weird excretions. And little by little, I ended up getting my energy back slowly started living living my life again um you know being able to go on dates uh go go rock climbing again for the first time uh, you know rebuilding friendships and perhaps more importantly for this conversation you know, i ended up starting our our bioenergetics research and development company um and today today that company that we started with professor fraser uh, has turned the research in, into many different technologies that are able to detect and correct your health and energy and really, well, really for so long, we've been using chemistry or dry, you know, mainly actually drugs to treat symptoms. But these pharmaceuticals cause side effects over time. And of course, they only treat the symptoms, not the root cause of the disease. Uh, but in this whole process of discovering bioenergetics, uh, we really discovered a way that you can restore people's health in a chemical toxin-free way. And I, I know you mentioned epigenetics uh, i'm sure we go down the epigenetic rabbit hole uh for sure um but uh you know we well we basically, basically discovered a way where you can where you can change the expression of genes without side effects that's affordable for everyone it's, it's incredible your story because i i've heard of the work that you've been doing in bioenergetics and how you've been helping people but to hear the background of how what got you there you know a lot of the great healing stories start from self-healing the motivation is so powerful that you end up 
finding things that don't exist because whatever is working or whatever's out there doesn't work for you. And here's another case, the same. Some people would say, well, you did it to yourself. Why'd you break your back? You know, you should <laughs> take it easy, but that probably wasn't the actual cause. It just led you up to, you know, where you got to. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I think, well, you do do things to yourself, but on the, I, I, you know, I mean, this going to, I guess, a more spiritual, like life purpose type, type aspect. But yeah, when, when you look at, when you look at like most great inventions or great discoveries, um, generally most of those people, if not all of those people have had, had extreme, which is obviously, you know, what, what drives them. And, um, honestly, without that, yeah, I mean, without that drive to get better, I don't necessarily know what it would be, but I did a, an economics degree at university. I was probably just going to work in London for, for a bank or a stockbroker. I'm not saying it's dull if there's any stockbrokers listening, but, um, you know, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Put me on my path for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's the great adversity creates, you know, a great advancement. That's kind of what led you to where you are. So for the people that aren't familiar, because I know this is a fairly new sort of spoke of medicine and, and wellness, what are the main principles of bioenergetics? Well, how would you describe it? Study of energy and living systems um, and sort of what we were alluding to. Chemistry is being studied to, I say to death, but you know, basic, basically, basically chemistry is a known thing. Uh, but really the physics of biology and study of energies and living systems, it, it has it hasn't had the trillions of dollars that the bio, you know the biochemistry has had. So anyway, that's its definition. And really, really there's sort of three principles um, to think about in, in terms of how it can heal you. And I'll just state them and I can go into more detail of what they are. You know, so what one is like life is an energy exchange system. Uh, the second is this um, a concept that I call that the body the body is a is a battery, um, and the third is that fields can govern basically govern your energy or your your energy control system. Um, so just go back to the first one. Uh, you know, so when we're looking at a, when we're looking at life, you know, we're here, here we are um, so, you know, sitting on the earth. Um, the earth is basically mostly not mostly it's entirely powered powered by energy from the sun all of our food you know our food through photosynthesis uh, comes from the energy of sun so we're all pretty used to that idea that in the plant in the plant kingdom like the plants live off energy live on photons um uh, but yet in the animal kingdom we just sort of think well no everything's powered by food but but you know ultimately when when you're looking at the when you're looking at how energy is generated in the cell and the ATP chain, um, it's basically all, it's all from electron transfer mm. and sure food, sugars, you know, basically sugars, carbohydrates, fat, they, you know, they, they ultimately convert to, to electrons um, in your mitochondria, uh, but, but they're not the only, they're not the only source uh, but light and ambient heat. So you need to eat slightly less in, in the summer than you would in the, in the winter months um, is a source. Uh, obviously, you're breathing in oxygen like without oxygen to, um, you know, basically without oxygen, you also don't have energy. So oxygen is actually 90%, 90% of your energy source, and it's the most sort of direct and immediate. And if you stop breathing within a few minutes, you 
you, you know you die you can go for um, weeks or arguably months without uh, without food um, and yeah and one I guess one of the other sources is electrons uh, electrons from the ground so yeah one principle is just thinking about how you can optimize your energy exchange exchange with the environment and the reason that's important is because you basically want to increase your level of energy uh, within your system which brings us to the sort of second sort of core core principle which is the body the body is like a battery and from that particular viewpoint um you know so most of us if we're healthy like our body our our level of energy in our body is you know fa- fairly high on medium medium level to high but if when you get sick the body the body's energy flow becomes so inefficient and you've ended up using so much energy that you basically deplete your you know your energy right right down here and if you don't have energy you basically don't have energy to repair um, or you know the simpler word is heal or i know this is a genetics summit so you you need you need energy to actually tell um, you know to, to split dna and rna to make repair proteins you need to, go to, be, to basically go and repair uh, and heal the body and if you're continually using your energy i.e you're super stressed you know you're super stressed all the time um maybe you're you know like it's like us do like you're an entrepreneur or something mm-hmm. you're just always burning you're always burning up the candle, then you don't have an, you don't have energy available left to repair repair and heal. So, you know, as, as far as sort of biogenesis is concerned, for healing, it, it's a very very important principle to make sure you have more energy available each day or in a period than the energy you need for just you know thinking, digesting, day to day living. Because without the energy being above your you know, sort of normal daily needs, you can't actually, you can't actually heal. So that's a, you know, it's a very important concept. And there's a lot of ways of doing that from, well, there's all sorts of therapies that are very restorative, uh, things like, you know, hyperbaric oxygen or massage or going ozone sauna tests. Like they're all quick ways that you can get more energy in the body and help, help it, help it restore. Uh, so there's energy available. And then the third point, which is uh, basically fields govern your energy. This is much more interesting and um, slightly more complicated one, but it's not that complicated. Is okay. So you've got you've got energy. So assume we've got energy available to 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 heal you. How do we how do we direct that energy? You know, how how do we make sure that energy goes you know goes to actually uh, create the correct epigenetic expression, create the correct repair um, mm. repair proteins etc and that's all really down to you know what, what we call your energy control system um but really it's really if you like it's like the master control system in the body and traditionally we're all used to there being like a, a chemical based control system i.e you know if your thyroid produces thyroxine the thyroxine travels around the blood you know there's a um, little sort of supposed lock and key in the cell, you know, and then the, mole- you know, the molecule enters the cell, and you know, um, and, it, and it, it basically sort of works like that. Um, however, there's also a field-based control system, 
And also when you're comparing a chemical-based control system and a field-based control system, where a chemical-based control system is a little bit, um, you know, not wrong is not, not quite the right word, but you know, where, where it breaks down a little bit is that it's not, a, it's not as efficient as a field-based control system because it, it's, it's basically slow or a lot slower because the, the chemical has to travel through, you know, through the blood uh, to get to the particular receptor. And like, you know, if you're in a car crash and you're instantly reacting, um, that's, you know, that's basically, well, that's your nervous system information uh, tra- tra- traveling through your nervous system on a field-based type control system or, um, uh, well, actually, while we go down the nervous system, you know, the nervous system has, uh, the nervous system actually travels at all sorts of different speeds, um, has different fit thicknesses that's why it travels and any and even like a conventional nervous system can't really control control the body in, instantaneously at once and you know the majesty of the body there's three trillion reactions happening at any at any one time um in the body and for all of that to happen you know exactly at the right moment at the right time and so for that you basically need a a field-based control system and it, it's mostly it's, it's not solely but for um, brevity it's uh, you know it's, mo- it's mostly a photon-based control system which enables which enables it to be instantaneous um, allowing you know basically allowing your control system to happen in happen in real real time with a with, with a field-based control system you know what what really matters is to let, let's say there's a breakdown in the control system, and for example, if someone has cancer, that's the ultimate breakdown in a control system because uh, so, you know cells just start start growing where where they shouldn't. Um, but all disease at some at some level is a breakdown in the control system. Uh, that basically means energy is not is not being used properly. It's not flowing properly. Um, which makes it inefficient, and you know, that sort of goes back to that um, the body is a battery type idea. So what what can end up happening is the body, because it becomes so inefficient, it's burning up, it's burning up all this energy, and it's reducing you know, your body battery down, um, your body battery or energy level too low, so you don't have enough energy uh, to repair itself. So really, really to sort of get get yourself healthy again. It's super important to optimize, optimize your control system. I think all the work, all the work you're doing with with epigenetics and um, genes is in that in that same similar similar ilk. Like you want the body's repair system mm. and control system to work to work optimally because if it does, uh, you can use energy efficiently. If you're using energy efficiently, you know, energy in the end is the currency of of life. As in, you know, very, very directly, like there wouldn't be there wouldn't be life on Earth if, if there if there wasn't energy. So, yeah, it's really it's really those three principles combined that's sort of at the at the core of at the core of biogenetics and how you can get people well. Yeah, that's really. I mean, there was some nuanced stuff in there that was really cool that you touched on. That I hope everybody caught. Like, you know, the difference between we think of food, what you said in the very beginning is something you eat until you feel full, right? 
and that's kind of where our limit our relationship with consumption is limited but that's where it kind of starts like you said it's not about a consumption but more of a transfer of energy which is such a you know interesting way to look at it. you're literally consuming this thing to take on the energy that it imparts on you and the nutrition and the minerals what it derived from the ground it matured from the earth pulled things out of the earth that need to be delivered to your system as opposed to here's a carrot right which is kind of the way people think about food exactly and and also to actually get that energy to work in your body you know it's combined it's combined with oxygen right it's really, it's really another source it's really, it's really another source of electrons and you know there's a whole well both in um Chinese from Qigong and then also the, the, in the Ayurvedic world and in, in, in all the breath work and, and yoga, you, know, you, you can optimize how you get energy through, you know, through breath work as well. And that's honestly probably the quickest way, you know, if someone's low in energy, well, go and do breath of fire and some breath holds or some Qigong for five, five ten minutes. And that, you know, that, that's, that's going to increase your energy more than eating the carrot or the sugary drink. Yeah. And the funny thing is that people hear that and they think, well, you know, my doctor hasn't told me this and it's not, this isn't science, but science already will tell you that every cell in your body takes in oxygen and nutrition to create energy. That's, that's basic biology, right? That every, that's taught in high school and university, but we don't consider the practical implication of that, that you need to take in nutrition and oxygen to create energy. Which means if you take in more oxygen, you'll get more energy. And that's what breathing is. And when you put it in the context of breathing, it just sounds too easy to be real. But it, that it is that real. That's why you see people, like you said, Qigong masters we well, talked to. Yeah, you just think, I mean, if I go back to when I was really sick, you're just like, uh, yeah, that's not going to that's not gonna heal me. Like, you know, what's all this woo-woo type stuff. Um, yeah. Funnily enough, it's not till... Um, yeah, I don't, well, at least in my case, you know, I'm, I'm very into breath work now, but that, that took a that took a long it took a long time to appreciate. Yeah, and it's hard to measure, and then and that leads us to the other area that really resonated in what you said about where our interpretation of outcome is based on biochemistry, right? And we have this sort of funnel that forces us down that route of thinking because all of what we're measuring in healthcare is chemicals right? Where all the blood work we're doing, everything is around biochemistry. So of course, the measure of success is also going to be around biochemical intervention. And nobody's asking, this is the same difference between symptoms and systems, or illness and root cause. If you're only looking at the biochemical measure, then you're only looking at the outcome of whatever you did wrong 10, 15 years ago and kept doing wrong for so many years that finally led to that chemical imbalance that you now measure and treat which really is a symptom. Uh, and the way you put it was, you know, sort of made it easy to understand in terms of, well, there's, there's biophysical or bioenergetic before that, like many layers before well, even, that. Even, ma- even matter, um, you know, matter ultimately is, comes from energy. And, you know, there's a very famous Einstein equation, which is E equals MC squared. I mean, it's literally says it right there, equals matter. And, um, you know, this is probably going to be horrible to um, pure bio, biochemistry people, but um, there, there's there's been experiments where you know they'll they'll take chicken like they'll take chickens and won't feed them any calcium, and 
yet they're still making eggs. Um, they're not as calcified. And then when they burn, when they burn the chicken and the, all the eggs, you know, and then they calculate all the calcium at the end. Um, the bottom line is somehow, somehow the chicken was able to manufacture calcium. And the, you know, really the only explanation is it's, it's basically making it out. Well, it's basically making it out out of, out of energy. So anyway, in, in in the body, you don't necessarily need you know all these absolutely super precise um, amount you know amounts of every every element. Um, it's actually well, at least from my my point of view, it's more it's more important to optimize energy because if you're deficient in energy, you really that's when you really are sick. Um, and increasing energy is the it's actually the to me it's the quickest way of recovering. The second thing you said about the concept of the battery, you know, I, I heard recently, and I don't even remember where I heard this that we have 10,000 times the light of the sun as energy in each individual human being. Yeah, maybe if you're six foot two or five foot two, it goes from 9,500 to 10,000, who knows, right? But it's in that range. And it's all compressed within these like black, walking black holes that we are that's condensing all this energy. So through bioenergetics, are we saying that, okay, first of all, we're breathing and we're taking and we're creating, but how do we tap into all yeah, that exists? Well, the next level of that question is, um, or I say the explanation is, so I just said it's a battery for simplicity. Right. Um, it's, it's closer to a, to a water battery. And so there's a, a scientist from a university of Seattle called um, Joel Pollock. Um, he, he studied structured water and EZ water. Uh, he also just uh, um, also uh, before before he did that he he was a, a cell biologist. Um, but the bo- the bottom line of all of that is water inside a cell is different to you know, the bulk water we have in a glass. Um, right. And it's more that water is more is more like a gel. It's um, it's H three O two instead of H two O. And when it's H three O two to what you were saying there. It's, it's able to absorb, um, basically it's infrared, you call it light or heat, however you like to say it, but it's basically um, an infrared wavelength. Uh, and it's able, to, it's able to store that energy um, and it's also able to release, well, it basically, tran- um, what's the word, sorry, it, it basically transforms photonic or heat energy electrons and that, that source, uh, those electrons can then be used by, by energy in the body and that, you know, I briefly said at the beginning like in the summer you don't need to eat as much as in the winter that's why is because you're actually converting heat and light into a source of electrons that you're you don't read that any in any diet books but but it's true (laughs) yeah it makes a lot of sense so then okay so earlier on you had said that you know during your healing journey you had tried things like you know uh uh, h like oxygen chambers and different things and you kept struggling and then eventually you got things right. So what did your protocol look like? Like, what did you do to go from bedridden to back to rock climbing? Uh, so, you know, so originally when I, was 20, when I was 26, I ended up meet, meeting a scientist in Australia who's um, called Professor Fraser. Uh, and he was, he, he was the one who, um, like before I met him, he'd spent the previous 25 years I'm basically mapping out what, what we now call the human body field, but basically the f- the field of um, the field of energy in the body 
or in other words, that, that energy control system. Um, and so he made, I've got one on the table. So um, he, he was making, you know, he didn't, we, God, he called them magnetic monopoles or something in those days, but we, um, we call them an infraceutical. It's basically this idea where we've recorded the information of um, like it could be a healthy um, healthy liver, healthy kidney, etc. But it's basically it's basically the information that will help the body's control system go back to, to home, homeostasis. And um, it's sort of related to the idea. It's related, but exact opposite of the idea of homeopathy. Uh, whereas in the idea of homeopathy, you can take a a, a dilute substance. Um, of sorry of something that will cause the symptom um but the insight we had and, and peter had was like well why get the body to attempt to react against something because it goes back to the body battery idea um that takes too much energy if you try and get the body to react against something you know a bit poisonous um why not just give the body no look you know your liver or your brain or your emotions um should look like this and if you tell if you tell the body in what direction to go and it has the and it has the energy like you know sort of to answer your question you know my print my two ways are very simple it's like one one i was exchanging energy of the environment so i could recharge my body battery and two i was directing that energy within the body um you know basically optimally so i was basically and if you if you do that, the body the body will heal itself in, in in the end because you're you're telling the body how it can be like this is the optimal blueprint or you know how you can be when you're functioning properly, and you've got available energy. And if you put the two together, uh, the what you know the, the body's healing system gets gets activated and healed. And that's the bottom line of how how I got healed. And yeah, there's a lot of ways you can do that. I mean, uh, hyperbaric chambers a way that you can increase the energy in your body while you're resting. Uh, ozone steam tents might be another way, um, you know, breath work, qigong, yoga, all these things are, you know, are, are other ways. Um, uh, gently walking is actually a great way because, you know, if you walk for two, three hours, which sounds quite hard if you're sick, uh, but, you know, you just build up to it. Um, because you're, because just in moving, you're exchanging so much energy with the environment that ends up recharging your battery. But of course, if you are trying to go on a fitness type thing of like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to run, bike, or have all these goals in your head, that's actually, you don't want to do that because that's depleting. Uh, it's just from a pure, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about, from a pure healing aspect, which is different to peak performance aspect. From a pure healing aspect, you just want to, optimize the exchange of energy without depleting yourself. So that's why you know, things like walking are great. So I think when, when you when you hear about it, it makes practical sense. But then somebody might say, well, how do I know what's working? I went and bathed in the forest and spent some time. And I don't know if I, and it may take me years to find out, but you have this concept that you talk about that I think may answer that. You say that, you know, when someone immerses themselves in bioenergetics, it's detect, correct, and protect. Right. Those are the three things that are kind of the process through which you go through. So how does somebody know they're doing it right? And what do these three things mean? What are they what should they be doing? Uh, so we yes, yeah, so we so we have a system that will basically scan it will scan that energy control system 
and look where look for where the blockages are. Um, so you can you basically can just simply see, okay, well, you know, my liver energy is off, my kidney meridian is off, like I've got this mind, you know, mind body trauma, et cetera, et cetera. Do the um, do the scan to so that's the detect bit. Uh, and the correct bit is, you know, as per, we're basically correcting the body's energy control system, you know, through, through infraceuticals. Um, and the protect bit is through, through personalized meditations. And what we really mean by protect is we want to help protect the body's energy because one of the biggest ways we lose it is literally, it's literally emotional stress. Um, it's because of, it's because of how we're reacting emotionally to day-to-day situations, you know, we get frustrated, anxious, um, you know, all, all those sorts of all, all those sorts of things. Um, and so we basically help to educate people through personalized meditations uh, to help protect their energy. So putting some metrics to it, I know you talked about changing your genetic expression as an outcome, right? That's some measurable outcome so what where are we seeing that change where in that epigenetic expression has this been measured is this something you're tracking well i i, I can tell you i can tell you some russian research um so i know the so i know i know the rush like the russians it's sort of really interesting but when when you look at um so dna and rna you know they're sitting they're, they're sitting basically in gel-like water in the cell it's the only thing that's next to them is h3o2 like this this gel type water right and so for dna and rna you know it's, it's basically split it's basically splitting it's select it's selecting the right um you know it's selecting the right part of the dna chain to to then go and create the the repair protein um for it to do that mechanically it's only it's only gel type water that's actually like mechanically nudging um, hmm. And then the question is, like, well, why would water mechanically do that? Um, and that—that's basically where it comes into this this um, this, this field-based idea. So there's really only two things that are going through water. Um, you know, one is um, infrared; it's basically heat, and that's the source of energy because you, you can't get anything to happen mechanically without a source of energy. So the, the source of energy is that it, it's heat, um, and then. Uh, and then, of course, it's like, well, what is it selecting and why? And that and that's basically coming from the from the field to the body side. Um, God, it's in, I, no, I can remember, it's, uh, there's a book called The Emerging Science of Water. Uh, there's a collection of um, mostly Russian, that has been translated to English, uh, of Russian papers that's sort of um, showing all of those experiments and research papers. Uh, that's one way. Um, in our In our research... We actually haven't done an epigenetic test on on our institutes, but we sh- we should have. Uh, but what we have what we have done, so we have some studies going on at University of California. Uh, so we have we're doing one or done one with stem cells, and basically, like we present we present the imprinted fields. Uh, well, sorry, we um, so you, when, when you take a cell culture. They basically they basically live off a of me they basically live off a of medium, um, which is basically like saline water, a bit of sugar. Um, we imprint we imprint that medium um, like with our pharmaceutical set set of information. And what one experiment we did is we basically wanted to increase the 
growth rate of stem cells. And in a in a 10-day period, we basically increased the growth rate of neural stem cells by 50%. Uh, there's another experiment where we're looking at the, um, when you're looking at the cell membrane, and the cell membrane is basically keeping out nasty things, letting in good things, etc. Um, and obviously excreting waste material out. Um, we're able to increase the um, a cell membrane's uh, resilience, or if you like, re- resistance uh, to, to, for- to foreign toxins. Um, so it's another experiment. Um, and then, oh, this is a fascinating, well, it's a fa- so I hate COVID. I say I hate COVID ones. I just don't like talking about COVID, but mm-hmm. because we, everything in 2020, 2021 at universities was all about COVID. So they, of course, wanted to do COVID research. Um, anyway, so they basically took lung, they took a lung tissue, they um, even had a control, and then they uh, had a, a, another culture of lung tissue, which they then imprinted with some. Um, it's a bit more complicated, but basically information that will reject coronaviruses. Um, and anyway, they saw, yeah, they saw, they saw a twenty percent additional rejection rate when we imprinted the uh, that lung tissue. Then weirdly, they because we had provided them an HRV set of information, um, and they had an HRV virus um, around as well. So they, I don't know why you'd infect a lung with HRV, but they did. And then in that case, they, they saw a fifty, um, they saw a fifty percent um, rejection rate of the HR, HRV. Um, and we've got some other, you know, we've, we've, we're in talks with some other universities for repeating some of the um, for repeating and doing some additional additional experiments in it. So. Yeah, which is great because honestly, as a as a company, like we, um, so Prof- uh, Professor Fraser, he was in Australia, he was part of Melbourne University, but Melbourne University re- really didn't like his research and what he was doing because it was going against um, Big Pharma, and actually, yeah. in, the end, in the end, he was kicked out. Um, which actually, why why he was working, you know, I ended up being able to work with him as a twenty six year old because he wasn't in the university system when I met him. Um, and you know, honestly, we we struggled within the company to get other, you know, universities to to do it because, um, generally, well, generally, um, universities are a little bit afraid to look at or back anything that's holistic or against mm-hmm. big pharma interests. But twenty twenty seemed to change that because with that, with that, three different universities were were open to doing research. The digestive process isn't just about breaking down food, it's about absorbing nutrients and eliminating waste. This is crucial for maintaining a healthy balance in your body and preventing chronic diseases. Our friends at Bioptimizers have a really powerful enzyme supplement that helps you digest your food better so you can get more out of it. It's called Mazimes. Mazimes takes your unique DNA into account by using the best enzymes active at a variety of pH levels to support your digestion throughout your entire digestive tract. Plus, it has Astrozyme, a blend of highly active systemic enzymes to help improve nutrient absorption and support a healthy gut microbiome. Experience optimal digestion the way your body's meant to. So go to bioptimizers.com, that's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S, 
www.dnagoshop.com and use the code DNAGO to get 10% off your order. So do you see with all this research going on that's sort of now putting a measure and evidence to things a different horizon where this becomes therapeutic or more mainstream? Because right now, I'm sure most people listening haven't even heard of the concept, you know, although it's flourishing and there's there's outcomes that are measurable. What's the what's the intention behind the studies that one day you walk into a doctor's clinic and this is one of their part of their toolkit? In the end, well, well. It's sort of a big, it's sort of a bigger picture than our than our company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say you've had a you've had a hundred years. I don't know how much money, but it, it's in the it's in the trillions of dollars that has you know, has researched. Um, you know, chem, chemistry, different pharmaceuticals, um, except you know, etc. Uh, but you've had I don't know. It's like it's probably less than a hundred million, I would guess, that has researched the physics of the physics of biology mm-hmm. uh, because in the end there's no paintable chemical drug you know that's, that's an out that's an outcome um and so really i mean really the reason we're the reason we're doing it is actually we we want to cat we want to catalyze interest right across society so like i mean sure it'd be good for our company of course um, but i'd be over the moon if a bunch of other researchers universities other companies you know, we're inspired to do more research, like other nonprofits, you know, got, you know, got going and back and mm. back and backed it. Um, because in the, in the end, the promise to society of, of what, but I mean, honestly, it's like literally, we're mi- I mean, we're missing 50% of the picture. Like we know the biochemistry part and it's super important. Um, but the physics of biology, it's a whole other 50% of, of the health or biology coin that we don't know much about, but its implications for its implications for you know reducing costs in healthcare, um, for increasing the effectiveness for obviously for he, uh, for healing people are, are huge and that you know they're way beyond the company. So you know we're yeah you know we we we're, we're just we're just trying to get the ball rolling. Um, God, I mean if if people want to help. With that, I mean, we, we do have a non-profit of the Institute of Biogenetics and 100% of the money, like we don't take any admin fees or any of that rubbish, um, 100% of the money goes to the universities that are, that are researching. Um, but yeah, I mean, for our, it, it's a really important project for me. Yeah, that's very cool that you're actually working towards the advancements outside of your own company. Like it's just the, the general wave, all, you know, they say all boats rise with the tide. So you're, you're creating that tide, right? And I, you know, with things like this, we, we think because we don't have access to the solutions that the sort of powers that be haven't researched them, but typically they have, they just haven't been able to commercialize them. So they, they understand just as much as you or whoever's working on them, that how effective this stuff is. It's not, it's not that they doubt that it works. A lot of people are afraid, honestly, in this space, Um, you know, sometimes you come across you know, I definitely come across people every, whatever it is, every couple of years, you know, got some amazing invention, you know, cured a lot of people yeah. um, with something in this space. But they're, they, they like, they, they want to stay under the radar because they think, um, I don't, you know, they think the FDA is going to put them in jail or, or, or whatever. But, um, you know, or they, they just get too protective, um, which is, 
which is a shame because, well, I mean, generally, like anything, you know, as long as long as you don't make a, as long as you don't make a, a direct, you know, as long as you don't make a direct product claim, um, that that isn't really true, you know, but, and it's it's much better for society if, if people get the word out. Yeah, and that's the reality is that the research and the publish publications allow you to make claims, you know, FDA clearances. But what we can see is that the people in need no longer are judging, you know, any product or service by the standard mainstream yardstick. They, they want the anecdotal data. They want to know that somebody got better. That's good news to me because on the stuff that I'm told is evidence and science-based, I'm not hearing about people getting better. I'm hearing them staying in some form of treatment with a disease for some number of years uh, and just managing it. But hearing about reversal seems like a miracle when the only miracle is that you, I mean, people like yourself go out there and access and unlock knowledge, which really is ancient knowledge that we, our ancestors knew that we forgot, right? Because we went down a different path. So The, ma- the magic of the human body, I mean, I, I don't know, I, li- I like to say like the, 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 bo- the body basically is its own miraculous doctor. If mm. you if you put it in the right environment and give it the right resources, it will it will heal it heal itself. So I guess it's back to that environmental epigenetic idea. But yeah, it's like you can put a cell if you you know if a if a cell is in you provide it with a toxic medium toxic environment, or, you know you're feeding it bad blood, the cell the cell deteriorates. If you give it nice fresh great blood, you know the the cell recovers. Well, you know our bodies like we're cells. We've got all the blood feeding the cells, and then if you like, this this outside environment is sort of like the blood to the body, if you like. Um, yeah, yeah. If you if you optimize the environment, you can optimize your blood, but optimizes your cells. So your your business uh, with the info interest in infoceuticals, or I've never actually said that word before. That was the first time. <laughs> so your your intention now is that with what you've discovered in terms of root cause. You now have a suite of products called it that solve these things. And I, I heard think I think I heard you say like organ based or system based. How does that all work? Uh, yes, there's um, there's there's eighty two infraceuticals. Um, there's basically sixteen organs, twelve meridians. Um, there's different ones that affect different tissue terrain. Um, you know, which um, which can correlate to different viruses and bacteria and then we have like there's 12 or so ones for for all, like all the emotions and sort of, um, mind body type correlations that happen and then yeah all of those all of those are selected by the overall scanning system which we call the biogenic wellness system hmm. so people go through some form of an assessment to personalize and help them navigate and select what they actually need uh yeah exactly they basically go to our site, which is neshealth.com. On there, they can either, well, yeah, they can ba- they can basically find a practitioner, and the practitioner can work with them uh, remote remotely. So they, they can do the tests remotely, um, and then the infoceuticals are just drop shipped to them. Very cool. And this term of infoceuticals, I mean, it's such a cool name. Is anybody else doing this? Because I literally haven't heard this this term before. Uh, we are the only ones. I say. I mean, the re- the rest of either like the homeopathic or energy medicine world, um, they're they're all in that reverse idea where um, 
you know, they're either testing for viruses or toxins or, um, you know, and again, or they're, or they're presenting something like a homeopathic where they want the body to respond to it. Um, we, we're the only, well, we're the only people, and the reason we're the only company is because of, um, you know, our co-founder was Professor Fraser, and he'd been mapping out the, the information the human body field for 25 years before I met him. That was 20 years ago, so it's like 45 years ago now. Um, that's, yeah, that, that's why, basically, because we're, we're the only one with that map. That's for sure, and then you're sharing research with the world, which, you know, it's kind of like Elon Musk opened up his patents and said, well, you know, if everybody starts working on this and the whole industry is going to get better, it'll be charging stations everywhere, et cetera. You need infrastructure to change the world. Right. So, um, so yeah. before we go, uh, I mean, this was really awesome. It was insightful for me because you took some things that I had sort of seen in bits and pieces and put them together, made it easier to understand for someone that, you know, is hearing this and believes that this is something they want to work on. What's, two or three things they can do literally like tomorrow just to get started and start working on how they influence their energy. Think about how you can optimize your energy of the environment. Um, so things that are free, um, I say would be like breath work, um, Qigong, go for, go for a walk. Um, you know, they're all free. Uh, in terms of, obviously I would, Obviously, I would recommend having having a scan because then you can actually see where all the blockages are in in your energy system, and you know from that, say it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty inexpensive. They're like thirty dollars. What kind of scan is that? Um, it's called the Biogenic Wellness System. Uh, we, you can do it through voice, so hence you can do it remotely. Okay, very cool. Um, I say it's on neshealth.com. Oh, so they can actually access it through your website? Uh, you know, they can access, yes, they can access a practitioner coach who would then take, take them through because we, we, we as a company don't offer it direct working via practitioners. We're actually coming out of, with a wearable um, that will detect, correct, protect um, your energy, basically all based on the wearable that is a direct consumer product. Um, you know, if you want to look up that, that's energyforlife.com. Very cool. So this wearable is going to track your current state in terms of call it your field uh yeah it, it's it's not as detailed as the practitioner system but it does track your energy um different um, different emotions um and obviously it does it does it does basically correct what it's what it's detecting in real time that is awesome and the work you're doing is incredible i'm sure people appreciate hearing this today uh, I urge people, you know, go to the website, check it out, at least get the scan done and start to understand where you're at, maybe make some changes. Thank you again, Harry. This was, this was awesome. No, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure.